0: Christianity in America is in crisis. Early this year, for the first time in more than 80 years of surveys, the percent of Americans who said they go to a church, synagogue, or mosque dropped below half to 47%. This situation is even worse among young people where membership among millennials is down to one out of three. What are we to do? How can we reach and talk to these people? How do you get them to fit God into their day? How do we save these souls? Ripple of Life Ministries provides one answer. We go where people already watch and listen. We make it easy for them to find our videos and podcasts, posting them across Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and other avenues, including our website. We are a nonprofit organization of New Testament Christians affiliated with the Churches of Christ. Scripture is at the core of every video we produce. We use our channels to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ throughout the world, mostly reaching younger adults, people 18 to 34 years of age, a target hard to talk to in many traditional church ministries. And we try to meet them at their walk in life. So some of our programming assumes little or no knowledge of the Bible, while other assumes people are believers. We have series that can walk a person through the story of the Bible, that can lead them to salvation in Jesus, that can help them understand the nature of God and answer difficult questions. These videos are perfect for use by an individual, by a small group, or to start discussions in a Bible study. We need your help to expand our programs and our reach in the U.S. and around the world. Souls are at risk, so let's put God in their path. Let's give messages that will catch their eye and ear so their heart can follow. Watch our videos and pass them along to others. Lend your financial support. The need is great. Join our mission to spread the truth of Jesus. Souls are depending on us. Check out Ripple of Light Ministries on your favorite social media or go to our website, rippleoflight.org.
1: Good evening, Older Lane. And I just want to thank you in this congregation for disinvesting in us over the years and um, Chris McCurley for coming in early on when we were just doing stuff out of a room and and a second floor. Uh, You know, it wasn't really a business room, it was where Kevin used the office out of, but we were just, we just had a deep conviction for wanting to use media to get the gospel out to a whole new generation and internationally. And Chris saw the vision early on and we want to thank him for that. And this church has supported us and helped us to get to where we are today. And we see the improvement of the quality over less four to five years that we've been doing it, and it's really just been a blessing from God that's come through his people, and we just want to thank you for that. Um, so what are we exactly? Well, how many of you notice that these days most people are always staring at this? You know, I mean, all the time. And Ripple Light is trying to get the gospel in different facets and ways, whether it be through audio-only podcasts, through video content, whatever whatever we can to get the gospel in the way of the next generation. And the people who work with us, they're passionate for that. If we're not careful, we may lose a whole generation because we're not figuring out new ways to get the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. And I just want to look at a, a few uh, numbers here real fast that we mentioned briefly in the video here. But millennials, those are anyone who was born after 1981 to 1996. Did you know that 49% of that group in America do not identify as a Christian? And this is just from millennials. That was up to 96. If you're born after 96, you're part of the new generation, and we don't even know what that looks like yet. But the thing is, is that based on these numbers, and you see how it's getting worse with each generation, I'm not looking forward to that data. Another thing to look at here is that when it comes to church attendance. Millennials will attend church, it it could be a couple times a month to regularly, you're looking at about 35%. Okay? When you add in the rest of those numbers, that's 64. Either don't go to church or maybe once a year, which would be about Christmas or Easter. And that's pretty regular for, depending on your faith there, but 64%. Do those numbers startle you like they do me? Especially when you know that that is increasing with each generation. And if we don't do something, it's going to get worse and worse. Well, Ripple Light, we've been doing this for a couple years now. And really, this is kind of a new frontier ministry. It's kind of hard to say what we do because there really isn't a lot of ministries that do what we do. And it's really a new style of ministry that hasn't been seen before because if you go back... 25 years ago was there a facebook was there a youtube the internet was just getting started you had the dial tone ring and it took forever to get on and things downloaded really slowly and then you just see every five years change rapid change rapid change and then this thing came along towards the late 2000s and it changed everything and we've experimented with short videos when chris came in we were doing really short brief videos sermonettes that were about three to four minutes. Lately, we've dabbled in podcasts. And Chris McCurley has one that's called Dear Church. Uh, I have one that's called Truth Culture. And Noah Davis, Brian Davis's son, in fact, you guys know Noah Davis. He's interned here uh, several summers. Uh, he has a podcast called Connect. God has opened doors also for us to get involved with World Bible School. And for the last several years, we have created their video content for their websites. And they have a new ministry called Methodists which is basically you can go online and log to methodist.org and you can get a group of people and just through corresponding online, you can go through a series of videos that takes you through believing in God all the way to what is the gospel and in obeying the gospel. And we've had the privilege to work with them on that. Our next project that we're going to do with World Bible School is they're hiring us to do a short film of Acts chapter 8, the Ethiopian conversion in modern day time. So we're taking the story in Acts chapter eight and we're taking it into modern day time and we're turning into about a five to 10 minute short short film and that will be used to help World Bible School with their, uh, I think it's called Bibles for Millions campaign where they're trying to get a million Bibles to a million people. And so we're gonna have the opportunity to make content for that. And we're also looking to expand. We also have new series that are currently being planned as well and on top of that, God has continued to bless us as we get a little bit, we stay faithful with that, and he continues to give us more and more. And really what we would like to do, and long-term wise, is we would like to get more into short films as well. We would like to do a short film series on the parable of Jesus in modern day time to throw out on the internet to get people to think about what is the kingdom of God. But we're always experimenting, we're always thinking of new ideas, and you got to, I mean, what's popular now is no longer popular in two weeks. I mean, do you remember when movies used to be in the number one slot for months? Now it's like next week it's the next number one spot. Things change so fast and on this frontier you have to adapt rapidly with the times. A couple of things I wanna share with you guys is uh, we've had a very prosperous year. Uh, We've created 52 videos in 2021 through July. Um, The 52 videos have 463,000 views and that's up 49% from the previous period and that's awesome. Um, In fact, uh, we have seen a lot of growth, not just with views, but also with the number of countries that Ripple Light is being viewed in and that's over 60. Can you believe that? I mean, that's what's so amazing about the internet and social media is In the past, we would target, you know, we would send a missionary out to one country or we would target even our own city. But now you can create a video and that can be seen by thousands of people. In fact, depending on if you want to promote it and put money on it, you can even hit hundreds of thousands of views by people all around the world. What a time we live in, huh? I mean, when have you been able to do that? It's absolutely amazing what God has allowed us to do through technology. Right now we're also wanting to find individual support because the way that you can promote videos is for every dollar you can reach over 100 people with a video. Uh, Marketing is now catered, you can choose your your country, you can choose people who are interested in Christianity, you can choose people of all sorts of interests because of the way Facebook and YouTube have their uh, system set up. And so this is a very unique time, but with individual support, we can put together a a broader marketing for individual videos. Um, But we're just excited about what God has done with just a short period of time. It's an exciting time period that we're in right now, but there's a lot of uncertainties also ahead. When we look at our culture, we see an increase of questioning what is truth, uh, a devaluing in churches of what's so important about scripture. And we're having to look and think of ways that we haven't done before. And we want to thank those who have helped us to get to this point. And we're very, very grateful. In closing, uh, well, actually, Kevin's about to come up and give you uh, the message uh, and connection to this. But uh, we would love to talk to you more about what we do and where we're wanting to go. Um, We're just excited to be here. And we're so grateful that you asked us to come speak about our ministry.
2: Dear church, let's go fishing. The world today has approximately 7.8 billion people on the face of this planet. Close to 5.13 billion of those are actually on some sort of mobile device. Approaching 3 billion people are on Facebook. Over $2 billion are on YouTube. So let's go fishing. Through a true fishing story found in Luke chapter 5, we can see some of the genesis of Jesus' plan for missions in his kingdom. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 5, and I will be offering a, a short invitation and lesson from luke's gospel chapter five i'll begin reading in verse number one luke five verse one now it came about that while the multitude were pressing around him and listening to the word of god he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets and he jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the multitudes from the boats. We see in this story that these, these men, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, as the story uh, later folds out, they had a loose acquaintance with Jesus, but they had not given everything yet to follow him completely. But, but they kind of were watching him, and Jesus comes to their where they are at the Lake of Gennesaret or the Sea of Galilee, as other, other uh, gospels will, will have it. And, and, and Jesus sees them cleaning, washing, mending their nets. As professional fishermen, they would need to, th- th- these nets were not little nets that we when we go fishing where you grab one fish. These were huge nets, and after they were done using the nets, they would need to clean the nets and stretch the nets and prepare the nets for the next fishing journey well jesus comes on the scene and without even asking a question he simply gets into peter's boat now i don't know about you but if someone comes and he just takes my car keys and gets in my car i i don't know why even if it was chris especially james i don't know what i would do about that what what what, what are you doing that's 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 my car. No, if you saw my car, they wouldn't do that. But that's, that's my car. Jesus just gets in the boat. But, but, but Peter had some understanding because there was a multitude. And, and he, maybe he saw that Jesus needed his boat in order to proclaim the message to the multitude. And Jesus saw something in Peter early on. That maybe others didn't see. He saw something in all of the apostles. These ordinary men who would later in life turn the world upside down with the message of Jesus Christ. Jesus saw a faithful stewardship early on with Peter. And we see Peter, he gave the very keys to the kingdom to open up not only to the Jews, but to the Gentiles later on. The, the definition of stewardship is as a manager or supervisor over someone else's goods or services in order to make an increase or a gain. I would like to say that faithful fishermen are good stewards. So point number one, faithful fishermen are good stewards. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 4 two. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So those in the mission field, those mission workers and kingdom workers need to recognize that God actually owns it all. So when when Jesus got into Peter's boat, Peter maybe as a good Jewish boy said, well, if he's claiming to be God, God owns it all anyway. We are simply managers and supervisors overseeing his resources in order to make an increase or a gain. We continue reading in Luke chapter 5 and verse 4. It says, When he, Jesus, had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but at your bidding I will let down the nets. Point number two, Faithful fishermen at God's bidding cast deep and wide faithful fishermen at God's bidding will cast deep and wide. These professional fishermen, such as Peter, Andrew, James, and John, again, we're talking about the nets. What they had were these circular, huge draw nets used by uh, a merchant fishermen at that time to catch a lot of fish. In fact, in this very text, it says they caught a lot of fish. At the end of the gospel, in John chapter 21, John says they caught 153 large fish. So these nets were used to catch a lot of fish. And we know that Peter was a very good fisherman. He was a great net fisherman, not only as an occupation of actual fish, but when he was commissioned to be a fisher of men in Acts chapter 2, he caught what? 3,000 fish in one sermon. Paul, when he writes the Galatian church in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, he has an interesting statement. Paul writes, "But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth His Son, in order that He might redeem." And, and, and when, that is there's a lot of scholars that have done a lot of work on this fullness of time, and, and there's a lot of aspects that go into this fullness of time. But one of the aspects that most scholars agree on are the Roman roads. The Romans had these roads that were interconnecting to all of the major cities. And all of the seaports. And that was one way that they could actually have control over the empire. And one of the aspects at the fullness of time were the Roman roads. Because how can this message get out? Well, we know Peter, Andrew, James, and John a- a- as apostles, and later Barnabas and his partner, Barnabas, uh, Paul and Barnabas, and even in Silas and others, they used these Roman roads starting in Jerusalem going to Judea and Samaria, the Antioch, and to the outermost parts of the world. God had set a system up, and they were able to get on these roads and travel the entire world spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So so God has given us connecting routes today as well to catch fish. We have a tool today, something faster than Roman roads and better than fishing nets to reach the lost. Not circular nets, but the internet, where 1 million, new, one million new internet users go online every single day. Now, some of you may be saying, well, I'm not one of those that even know how to use the internet to spread the gospel. And, and that's OK. You might not be a net fisherman. You might be a line fisherman. Line fisherman is what most of us are anyway when it comes to true fishing. That's where you get a line, a pole, and you cast the line to catch that fish. God can use both. He can use the net fisherman, but he can certainly use the line fisherman as well. As I reflect on the Gospel of Luke, and the very author of this text, Luke himself, was in a sense a line fisherman who knew how to go deep. When Luke starts writing this this beautiful gospel in Luke chapter 1, as he's he's preparing the introduction, and in verse number 3, he writes, it seemed fitting for me as well, having investigated everything carefully. You, You see, Luke spent the time and energy to fully and accurately investigate the life of Jesus, to write it down in order for one man, One man named Theophilus, in order for him to know the exact truth of the gospel. The volume and excellent historical and theological aspects of Luke and Acts to Theophilus are unparalleled. They are written so well, so deep, if you may. God used Luke's quality, Luke's giftedness, Luke's stewardship to not only reach Theophilus, but we are studying this gospel today. And throughout the world, people have been saved through this gospel. You see, Luke went deep with great quality, and God took it wide. Christ, through the Great Commission, is bidding this generation to put out into deep water and let down your nets. Let our New Testament church, preaching and teaching, our writing and even our video presentations, be of the highest quality in order for the world to grasp the truth of the gospel. As we continue reading in Luke chapter 5, verse 6, Luke writes, And when they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. And they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. Point number three, faithful fishermen partner with other faithful fishermen for the mission. Let me say that again. Faithful fishermen partner with other faithful fishermen for the mission. Peter and Andrew, these brothers, needed some help. And there was another boat right over there. And they, James and John, we need your help. James and John came over and they both needed even help after that. When it comes to God's mission, God not only allows, but directs partnerships in order to get his grandiose missions accomplished. As we move forward in five chapters, in Luke chapter 10, and we read about the 70, some translations or manuscripts will say the 72 were sent out. And Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And what does he do? He sends them out two by two. In Acts chapter 11:26, when they were first called Christians at Antioch, and it says the Holy Spirit set apart Barnabas and Saul to go into the mission field, two by two. L- later on, we see in Acts chapter 20, that others were even partnering with, with, with uh, at this time it would be Paul and Silas. And, and we have Sopatar from the Church of Christ, if you may, from Berea, and Aristarchus and Segundus from the church there at Thessalonica. And Gaius and Timothy from the church there in, in, in Derby. And even Tychicus and Trophimus from, from Asia. And they were all needed and necessary in order to get the work of the Lord accomplished. So, so when it comes to Ripple of Light, thank you for the partnerships that we have. Chris, thank you for us partnering together. And, and sometimes Sam, thank you for us partnering together. And Oldham Lane is a church a uh, body here in Abilene, Texas. Thank you for the partnerships. And those such as Edie Connell and those that work with World Bible School. What a great partnership. Thank you for this partnership we have to work with one another. And individuals who lend support, thank you for the partnership. But most importantly, thank you Lord for the partnership that you have given, given all of us to accomplish your great, your great mission. As we continue reading in Luke chapter 5 and verse 8, understanding the gravity of what just happened. And it came to to Simon Peter, and and, and Luke writes, but when Simon Peter saw what had happened, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. The invitation tonight is, are we willing to leave everything and follow him? If we do a a, a cursory study of Luke's gospel, Luke makes it very clear that the cost of discipleship is quite high. Even before Jesus comes on the scene in Luke chapter 3 with the precursor of John the Baptist, that cost is quite high. And we move to Luke chapter 5, and we see it in this text in Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 12, all the way to the cross of Christ, the cost of discipleship can be high. The very aspect, when we, when we die to ourselves, the very nature of baptism is saying, I am now a dead person. That cost of discipleship can be high. But the reward is so much greater than the cost. Because when we die in baptism, we are raised to a newness of life and that life is in Jesus Christ. So Jesus is asking, will you follow me? Not be an observer from afar, but will you follow me? It's interesting in in the In the Gospel of Mark, when Mark shares this same story, and connected to this story, the the very first commandment that Jesus gives in the Gospel of Mark is the first present active imperative. In other words, it's a commandment, is repent. The second active imperative, in other words, commandment, is believe. Repent and believe in the gospel. And his third commandment, which is an adverbial imperative for those whom he has called, is follow me. Are you willing to follow Jesus? Are you willing to repent? Are you willing to go down in the water of baptism? Are you willing to put everything aside? Whatever Jesus calls you, whatever boats you may have, are you willing to follow Jesus? Even if it means to the cross. Because that's what he's called us to do. And we have that opportunity now to follow Jesus. Jesus in in, in Mark, he was was baptized. He did not need remission of sins, but that all righteousness be fulfilled. He was baptized, and we follow him in baptism as well. We have that opportunity to to ask for prayers if you need, need help, if you need strength. As a body of believers, we have that opportunity now to ask for prayers, to repent, to believe, to confess to be baptized and to follow Jesus for the rest of our lives and become the fishers of men that he wants us all to be as followers of him. Now stand and sing.